dogs get blocked in to understanding that we teach the dog how to stop corrections. How to stop these corrections. That's what the dog racing does. A dog's trying to stop the corrections from happening. Because no, no dogs really want to be corrected. Right. So we've got to teach them how to stop the correction before, before they do the behavior that we don't want. So if they can correct themselves and we don't have to correct them, then so be it. But that's a, that's a big thing. I think that's not explained enough. So what's up, what's yeah, up, people? Ahead. We're here on a Dog Days podcast, episode number three. And we got a guest today who's came up in the game fairly quick. And we're going to get to a little bit of his background, who he is, what he does. Um, the man himself, Mr. Apex K9, Tyler Bryant. What's going on, bro? Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for having me on. So what you been up to lately? Just training. I'm trying to buckle down at the moment with a dog I got called Glitch. I'm trying to pursue a bit of sport. I'm trying to get a title behind myself and the dog. And I think that's the next chapter for me now. So, yeah. Glitch is, Glitch is uh, what type of dog for all the people who don't know? Glitch is a bull herder. He's a F1. Well, I can't really call him F1. He's a band dog uh, cross herder. So he would he would be the first one of those that everybody knows about in KMP, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So you know, with these things, you can only go for it once. So you got once once to try, and that's it. That's how that works. You only can try one time. Yeah, that's what I've been told. You can only do. You can only go. A dog can only go for a pH one time at once. You can never do it again. You fail. Oh, that's crazy. That's weird. I think that's good because you know if you go, you gotta make sure you don't mess up. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like you've been from videos I've been seeing. It looks like you've been working, working pretty hard. Yeah, it's hard. Like I think the next chapter now for me and him is that I've taught him enough sort of like foundation. Obviously, me and you spoke privately, but I've I've done a lot of foundation work with him for now. Now I need just that little bit more, so I'm looking to fly out over there and bump heads with a few people proper indulging the sport properly. So you know he knows a little few things and things that I, I feel like I've taught him enough without messing him up. Mm -hmm. thing. So now I'm all about going over there and just learning a bit more. Good, good, good. It's good to transition, bro, and switch it up because I remember I think I came over there in 2018 and you had yeah. uh serious at the time. And uh just just looking at the transition of how you were then, and that's only been what three years. How you how you were then to now is it's just it seems like a massive change. Yeah, it was a big eye opener for me. I think them times there was all about, I don't know, biting and trials and pressure and not until I really took a step back out of it and um I wanted to do I wanted to do sport with serious, but I think we've done so much crazy stuff. It was like I was fighting him every day. Like, he was more than capable of doing a sport, I reckon. But it was just the way he's done so much crazy. He was like, you know, everyone's got that first dog. You learn everything on. I'll never make the same mistakes with Glitch that I made with Sirius. Not saying that even one's a better dog, but just like if I had Sirius now, crazy. But it is what it is, you know, since it's a new chapter. Yeah, yeah, because... I say the same thing when I'm when I think about all the dogs that I've had and how good they were. And just you think about how you messed up and how much further you could have gone with them if you knew then what you knew now. And so now I'm at a stage in in training to where it's all because a lot of dogs bite a lot. A lot of yeah, dogs they bite. All bite. And, they all bite. Yeah, right. And the ones that don't <laughs> bite, they shouldn't be working anyway. So um, the thing is, you should put get that control because that's what's going to separate. That's what's going to separate uh, the good dogs from uh, 
from the great dog. I said, I said this. I did this today to my friend uh, Mo. I said a lot of dogs can take pressure from the decoy, but when it's time to take pressure from the handler or stress or anything like that, they can't cope. It's easy for a, a decoy to jump in a suit and put a fight on a dog, and the dog just engage and do what it's naturally meant to do. But can it take pressure from the handler and and pressure from the decoy? <coughs> All right, yeah, man, we good. We was up, we was talking about uh the dang um uh, pet owners and dogs being creatures of habit and doing the same thing and non-compliance from uh handlers or owners and uh dogs going home and not being doing the same thing they were doing with you with the handler or with the owner. Exactly. And I think also with pet pet people, you could get a woman that comes with a a hundred pound bulldog um she'd be getting dragged around all over the place but then you show her some sort of dominance collar show her that it doesn't hurt the dog and show her that it works still she's like nah when i go home i'm taking this collar straight off and we'll do it without it yes so, yeah i was just talking about this uh with my wife earlier or they'll um, send you a video and be like oh he's doing it without it he's doing it without it we don't need to use it anymore and then yeah that's it yeah so the th they don't understand again that if you have a dog, let's say I put a prong on him, I, I give a little correction, he stops, yeah. he'll stop, he'll stop pulling on the leash. The, and if he's, if he's trained properly, he's not going to pull in, in, the, in the, the, the prong is going to be kind of obsolete. You'll just use it every once in a while if you need to correct him. But if you don't put anything on him, he's going to pull. They'd rather have the broke hips, twisted fingers, you know, whatever, than to just use the correction and go through the process. And I just don't, I don't get how to like let the I dog. I think a lot of clients get blocked in to understanding that we teach the dog how to stop corrections, how to stop these corrections. That's what the dog racing does. A dog's trying to stop the corrections from happening because no, no dogs really want to be corrected. Right. So we got to teach them how to stop the correction before, before they do the behavior that we don't want. So if they can correct themselves and we don't have to correct them, then so be it. But that's a, that's a big thing. I think that's not explained enough with people. Right. Yeah. He's through through the learning process. He's gonna stop the the negative behavior, and they don't they don't quite get that. And they would rather put their human emotions on the dog and say, "This hurts. This is painful. This is." And I tell people all the time, horses horses have a bridle in their mouth when you're riding them. When you pull back on it, the horse stops. That's because it's uncomfortable. But nobody looks at it because you can't see it. You got what I'm saying? Nobody looks at it as a, yeah, as a negative. It's not, it's not in your face. Right. See, they don't say people ride horses all the time, but they don't say, oh, let's saddle up with no uh guides on the horse. You know, nobody yeah, does that. But I'm it's just in your mind that this this negative correction is such a horrible thing. And some people even go to the extent of have dogs having a behavior and then putting the dog down. You know what I'm saying? because they just refuse to correct what's negative. I say this all the time. I mean, another dog won't tell another dog, excuse me, can you stop doing that, please? Like, it's, it's not going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get a, it's going to get a negative response, which is right. probably a snap, a growl, a bite, wherever it may be. So this is how they learn. Do you understand what I mean? This, this is what they're designed to do. Yeah, man. Pet people, until they engulf themselves into dogs and training or get some type of education, they're just it's just weird to really deal with people who don't get it at all. And I heard you, uh, I heard you on the uh, I think I don't know if you was on live or something this morning, just talking about finding the proper trainer and people just giving their money. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing that's going on now. I mean, listen, I respect everybody's come up. I mean, I come up. I wouldn't say by myself, I had great guidance from people that was around me at the time. Um, I was so grateful to have like seminars with you guys coming over. I think this is a lot of what is needed. A lot of, I don't know. I go to certain trainers for certain things. There might be a guy I go to for specific for leg work. Might be a guy that's better for me that helps me with obedience. I mean, you got to find what fits your dog. And I mean, sometimes one trainer ain't going to know how to work your dog. I mean, I wouldn't say go around and just let everyone touch your dog, but you got to know what your dog needs. Um, a lot of people come to the field and they're like, 
they've been training for me for how long? And I'm like, what do you want to do? What is the dog doing? Or I'm trying to have a conversation with them and they don't know. Like they just want to come there and just let their dog go. Yeah, so, what, what I think is the best thing, and I tell people this a lot, I think the best thing to do, if you're going to educate yourself, you can do that without your dog. You got what I'm saying? You can go yeah, yeah, travel and do all these other things, but you don't need to bring your dog with you. Because if, just say you go to a trainer and uh, you have a training plan as your home base place. You have a training plan and you stick into a process. When you start going around to different people, they may be doing something completely different. Not saying that it's wrong, but it's different. Yeah. Or he's not ready for that. Or we've already tried that and it's not working. So since they don't, they don't know that, they go all these different places versus... You going by yourself, educating yourself, attaining the knowledge that you've seen, and then coming back and applying it versus messing the dog up, take dragging him along with you to 50 different places. You know, I kind of I kind of don't like that, you know. No, no, cool. You got to understand what works for you and your dog. So different, you know what I mean? Yeah, some people, they get caught up into all of this excitement and stuff like that. But now I just want to accomplish so much more as a handler, you know, trainer, decoy. Um, decoying is really yeah, you, my thing. You just got to be all round, man. It's, it's nice. I mean, some people, they say, oh, they want to learn to decoy or they want to be a decoy. I mean, I had people that, I mean, I'm learning every day and I'm sure you are as well. you got to stay humble like that, man. Every dog is different. So, I mean, I had so much people last year or this year as well that wanted to train with me, wanted to come there every day. I mean, I started off with probably about five because there's only one left. So it, it just goes to show, I mean, when it's not about the Instagram or it's not about the Facebook or it's not about when you're actually getting beat up by them dogs seven days a week for how many hours or even you're getting stressed out. I mean, I, I get stressed out all the time with obedience. So problem solving or anything like that. So it's, it's not just for everyone. Yeah, I mean, and, really and want that. It's not cookie cutter. Like I see dog training as a, constant improvision you know what i'm saying like you have to improvise yeah. on something some things i see and i'm like oh, this dog's not doing this and then i'll just say put him up for now and then i'll think about a way to get him to understand to do the behavior that i'm asking you know i go home and sometimes i'll be zoning out people think i'm watching tv i'm not i'm trying to think about why this dog wasn't doing this today and why this dog ain't gonna do that or just problem solving it never stops for me man i think sometimes your passion can really take you to a place where you gotta be like you know what leave it alone for a little bit but yeah my wife she already dog. thinks i'm crazy she's like i'm not competing with no dogs and no dog training videos i think i think i'm so crazy i've turned my wife dog crazy so that's that's how <laughs> deep it is you know what i mean yeah i'm glad that there's a balance though she has to she has to we have to escape this <laughs> for a little bit but man i, I yeah, get man. so you got trapped up in it it's crazy yeah, man, it's, it is. It comes with. Listen, if I was to tell you that I wasn't sometimes putting serious in some of them hard trials back then, if it was for him, it weren't for him, man. That was all for me. I'd be lying to you if it wasn't for me being like, oh yeah, he's a badass dog. He can take this. He can take that, man. Not until you see your dog bail from a station or anything like that. That's when you're gonna know it's about training. It's not. It's not about testing 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 i learned the hard way i mean serious 90 percent of the time he did everything a couple of times he did he did bail and and not until you see that and and it happens in front of a lot of people is when you're when you when you realize you know what it's about the dogs man it's not about me no more yeah it is it's, it's definitely training because a lot of people a lot of people look at a dog and they see a dog fail doing something and i'm like i'll see the dog and what type of drive he has his confidence, he's done another exercise well without any problems. And I'm going to say, that's not the dog, that's training. He's been, he's seen that picture a hundred times and it's confusion. When a dog gets confused, he kind of like, oh, this ain't the way it went. So he's, you know, just running around and it just looks bad um, when there's a lot of people just looking. But me looking, if you know what you're looking at, if the dog's not fearful, there's a difference between being scared Fearful and, and not understanding the work. Right. Not understanding the test, shall I say. Yeah, man, it's happened to me a few times, man. So, no, but like I said, with but with the, with new people coming along in the dog game, like don't be so don't be so quick to just throw your dog in the deep end, man. You gotta understand, and I think sometimes starting off with a bad dog is better off starting off. Well, let's let's switch up for a minute, bro. So when I first um, when I got back from over there, 
I started seeing that you was really involved with the Frenchies and stuff like that. How did that come about and how did that come about? How do you compare that to now uh, doing like the Chows and the Bullies and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just seemed like you have a lot going on. I don't even know how you manage it. You know what, with me, with me, I like dogs. I like different colors. I like drive. I like defense. I like, what I just like, I like dogs in it. That's, that's what it is for me. I'm ne- it's not just, for me, I like hunting. I like hunting dogs. I've never been hunting, but I like hunting the looks of it. I just like anything that involves dogs, really. It's not about, um, like, even when it comes to breeding, yeah, you can make money off of it, but you take a lot of losses. This is what people need to understand as well. So I try not to stay, keep my mind blocked in, in sort of one sort of avenue. I like to keep my cards or my stuff spread out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you know how it goes, the dog game goes either way. One minute the Frenchies are hot, one minute the Chows are hot, one minute the Bullies are hot. So I like right. to have a few nice dogs around me. But yeah, main, man. Main, main thing now I'm trying to crack down with is the working dogs. I mean, my missus Molly does the other... Uh, the breeding dogs and stuff um she kind of holds up that sort of side fertility clinics and stuff okay so so now uh i would like to say that you're a vendor and you're putting out a good bit of dogs so um how's that process going like uh obtaining dogs or either breeding training up um from the yes i mean sometimes listen a lot of people will turn around and go they train dogs from scratch listen there's nothing wrong with being a broker there's nothing wrong with taking a dog um, that's not totally complete or even knowing one of your friends that trained the club and you might hook up a sale with someone else. Or there's, there's nothing wrong with that. All you're doing is networking and, and trying to build a, a bigger base for yourself. But, um, yeah, we train up puppies from scratch. We train up um, semi, we sell semi-trained dogs, dogs for security, dogs for PP. Um, yeah, man, we try and cover all angles. So. Yeah, so I know just because I've bought a couple from you already, and, uh, you know, I try to recommend you to a bunch of people here in the States just I because that. once I get something from somebody and it's doing okay, I'm like, shucks, it's it's not broke. So not if, why don't I try yeah. to fix it, you know? And that's what you need to realize. I ain't about to send nothing abroad that is going to ruin my reputation. Do you know what I mean? If it's not right here, it's not going to be right there and it's not right. worth it. So yeah, like, like and Blade... it's, about, it's about networking. I mean, all you got to do is go, if I saw your bad dog, you, all you got to do is say say to a few people, oh, you saw me a bad dog, ain't no one going to touch you again. Right. Yeah, because the dogs I got from you are super nice, though. Blade, I, I love Blade. Blade is, is going crazy. So he's already that. got You're two. lucky you got that one, man. I wanted to keep him. Now, he would have been, he was, now when I see him, I'm like, Shh, I should have just kept him, man. But, you know, yeah. it, it, it makes me happy to see how far you've taken him because I know he sometimes ain't the easiest and I know sometimes he may maybe not have been the strongest, but I know for where you got him and where he is now, and I love the dedication of his handler. Um, I'm not sure his name. I think Robert Garland. So that, that guy. So actually, yeah, yeah, he's wicked, man. Yeah, I came up, I came up under them, in a sense. So they were like the older generation of trainers. I started training with them, and then they kind of took me under their wing, and then I kind of just. Like this new wave, kind of like you, like the same. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's what it is, man. Because they're old school, they're old heads. You know what I mean? So they 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 do things their way, we do things our way. And sometimes, like yourself, is like a breath breath of fresh air into the club. You know what I mean? Into the like the group. Sometimes you, you need to like with dog training. You need to evolve. I mean, people were doing sport years ago. They might have titled loads of dogs, but their obedience wasn't like them with IPO or looking at the dog's emotions and the dog's ear set and the dog's... People don't understand what's arts for these sport dogs. And that's another thing. People people disrespect or disregard dogs that do sport. Until you start learning to do a sport, yeah, you might think of it, oh, it's boring. It's the same thing over and over again. <laughs> it ain't. It's a lot of man hours. It's a whole lot more work. A whole lot more work than, than just getting a dog. Because I can get any dog to heal, sit down, stay, come to me when yeah, I call him. Yeah. It's just the way he's doing it. Like, yeah, you're doing it, but are you doing it the flashiness? Is it quick? Are you going down fast? Are you coming up fast? Are you you got to focus. You know, it's a lot that goes into it. And some people, man, they just don't they don't get the the hard work that it takes, so they discredit it because they can't do it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I used to watch IPO. See, that's what I'm saying. It's about furthering yourself because when I first got in the game, I'd look at that and be like, that's crap. That's a sport dog. 
I will slap that dog. You know, you just go in there with a lot of ego and you're like, no, because obviously the background we come from, it's like, all we know is PP dogs running after people and biting people, guard dogs, them type of civil type dogs. So when you're seeing sport and that you don't, I don't know, you don't appreciate it until you actually live it, until you're actually next to someone who's who's training. I mean, I'm grateful. I've got a lot of IPO trainers at our club. We've got two. They've been to the worlds and that. They know, they know, they, they know loads of stuff. Stuff that that now I'm grateful for having them around around me now. Because back then, I would have just looked at them like they were idiots. But really, I was the idiot. Does that make sense? Right. So, like, like right now, I, I love IPO or IGP. I love everything about it. The, the only problem that I see in it, some of it is I feel like it's a kind of a snooty sport. Like, the same way that, that we used to look at IGP dogs or IPO dogs, Schutzen dogs, it's the same way they look at us and... And oh yeah, cool. PP, cool. It's, it's, it goes this both ways. So I've just learned that's, to respect that's, that's both. I'm, yeah, that's why I'm really happy. Like with the guys that I, I train with now, or I have around me when I do training, is that they also do PP. So they're not the the typical IPO guys that finish work on the weekend, um, or finish work on a Friday, or finish work in the afternoon. Nothing wrong with that, guys. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. And they just do dog sport. Like they're actually doing PP. They're actually doing residentials. They're actually doing this. They're actually doing that. So they understand. I mean, they'll get their IPO dogs out and send it into me with a canister fight. Like they understand that it's not just they have to stick to one thing. They, they, it's the bigger picture. I mean, when you look at IPO training or you look at KMPV training, when you go to their clubs, there's one dog on the field. There's about five people walking around that dog. And if, you, and if you're waiting for your turn, you're watching what's going on with that dog. You ain't sitting there in the car on your phone on an iPad. Or, do you know what I mean? It, they're actually on the field. So sport, man. And until you actually do it and you're testing your training, you're not just testing your dog, you're testing your training against another, uh, not really good with words, against another program, against other trainers. So it's whoever can do this the best. It ain't whoever's dog flies through faster that day or, do you, not, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I got you, I got you. Or it's got better obedience, just having a good day. It's like you're testing your training. There's only, everyone's doing exactly the same thing. There's nothing different. Right, exactly so it's the same. It's not down to just the dog. Yeah, and it's a, it's a lot of eyes on the sport. Um, for me, I want to be able to train it, but I love the helper work part. So I like the helper work. I like to be a decoy. I like to take by. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the being on the receiving end of doing that. So I just want to be probably the best helper that I can be, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Um, Even down to, like, I mean, I'm a big fan of push grips. Like, all my dogs, they have to push. And then when I look at an IPO trainer, I, I really, I don't know, it's not like, um, before I used to be like, oh, that's that's horrible. That pulling is horrible. But when you're actually seeing that the things that they do to get that dog to pull the way it does, is exactly the way we do it to get the dog to push. Like, it ain't just pulling, pulling, pulling. Because um, they like to see a good aggression in it. They like to see a good full mount. They like to see a good rhythm of the dog pulling it and, and even stopping the decoy, stopping the helper. Do you understand? Yeah, and to be, and to be realistic, if a dog bites you on the street and he's pulling, it's, that's not such a bad thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's actually as helping you. As long as he counters. Yeah, right. As long as he counters. That's good. Do you get what I mean? But if he's pulling, he's pulling. He's in a fight, man. He's doing what he can. Do you understand what I mean? So Yeah, I have I have my yeah, my my quirks about some people the pulling and the pushing grips and the full grips and I seen a I seen a um somebody sent me a video the other day of a of a a dog that I've seen and had the super, 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 super nice obedience, but he wouldn't engage in the bite. And so that's that's another problem I have, like putting all this time into obedience. And then the dog doesn't do the most important part because it's a protection sport. And he doesn't do that. And I'm like, oh man, you just waste a lot of time. You know? That's what it was like. That's what it was like with Glitch. I mean, I've slacked a bit on my own pups right now. Um, I've got a pup litter out of uh, Bomber and Diva, which Diva is a serious grand, uh, serious daughter. But with with uh, Glitch, I mean, when I got him, he was just like Velcro. He would just stick to anything. So he'd buy anything. 
So for me, and he didn't bark. So for me, and barking is a big thing. I don't like to see dogs locked up in prey. I don't like to see them at the end of the lead squirming and going blue in the face. I like to see some barking. I like to see some, um, even, I mean, the PP and sport, barking's needed. Um, a dog, a good watch common could be the difference between you having to deploy your dog or you not having to deploy your dog and you both getting home safely. So, um, yeah, with Glitch, because he bit so well and I was so lucky and I'm so grateful for the way his grips were naturally, I just left it alone. And he never lost it. If it's in the dog genetically, he will never lose it. Right. Yeah, so I, I try to stay away from it, but it's just, it's hard for me to be at training. And then I'm like, this is boring. I've been, I've been having him in the crate for like three weeks, not doing no biting. And I'm like, Okay, I'll take you out. Let's get one bite, you know. But it's just hard for your, like, to stick to the plan and just keep doing the same, you know, thing over and over and over until he gets it. But I understand that he definitely has to, you have to do one thing and you have to break this stuff down into little small pieces to get I mean, the yeah, thing. it's hard. I mean, like with me and Glitch, we're doing it. It's just me and him. There isn't anybody else. There isn't, until we go to Holland, there isn't anybody, like, I would say I get little tips from my other people that do sport. Um, because what people understand is once a dog is trained and the foundation is good, you see a lot of dogs, IPO dogs, go and do KMPV. They go and do um, French ring. Like, when the foundation is laid, it doesn't matter what you put in front of that dog and the bond that you have with that dog and the engagement and everything. It should be able to be versatile enough to... To, tra- to, to change it. Do you understand what I mean? So, yes. with Glitch, it's, he hasn't had a lot of the foundation that I like. And it's just me and him, um, like I said. So, it's trial and error, you know. We, we could get somewhere, we might not get somewhere. But enough about me, man. How you finding his brother and that? Say again, one more time. How, how you finding his brother and that? How do, I didn't hear you. How, how you finding his brother, like, how, how you liking him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How great, great, great. Um, hard headed. He's a little hard headed. Um, it's stubborn. Yeah, super stubborn. He could take a lot. Uh, the handler pressure we, could, we was talking about. He could take that. Um, nah, he yeah, my bitch can take it. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but he can take it. Like he can take a lot of pressure. And the thing is, with me, his recovery is spot on. Like he doesn't think. A lot of dogs are handed a sensitive. I mean, they could get a harsh correction and they'd be thinking about that tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Glitch, I can correct him as hard as I want. If I say, okay, now we're going to do it again. He's like, okay, we're going to do it again. He's and right he's back at it. about the corrections. Yeah, yeah I can man, correct I love him, that. And he never loses focus on what we're focusing on. Like if I'm teaching yeah, him yeah, to, yeah. to do the guard, he takes a nip and I correct him. He never stops. You know, he's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Have, have you got bit yet? Bit? Man, I've been bit in the face. I've been bit in the arm. Like, I've, I posted it like Glitch is a very sneaky. He's a um, he's not. There's not malice to it. He just goes into a different zone, especially within the bite work. I mean, obedience. I get bit all the time, but that's more like playing um, corrections. He doesn't come at me. He'll just take it and be like, "Okay, we're gonna do it again." Um, but if he's hyped up in the, in in the, in the bite work and or I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing with the ball, he might give me a little poke, like as if to say, "Come on, man." Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I love right, him though, man. I, I I love that dog. Like uh, I like him a lot, my dog. Yeah, he. I thought he was gonna be a whole lot bigger, but yeah, my dog's not a big dog. But I'm looking at his little. All your dogs look bigger. Like my dog looks like a greyhound. Like I feed him as much as as possible, but he stays lean. Like he's really ripped. Like yeah, that's how my boy. My boy's small, bro. Like Back he's. Him, I think he's seventy three or seventy four pounds. He's not big yeah, at I don't all, but even that. his brother, his brother has to be a hundred pounds, easy. Yeah, I mean, he, he's. I think well, last time I see a picture of his his brother over here posted, he looked huge. Oh, when I last saw him, he was huge, he was like twice the size. Of, even the females, I mean, the females look ridiculous. Yeah, that so, other one, do I think her name's Do? She's huge. No, Do I don't look don't look that big. She looks very stocky, but I know that um, Dollar. She, yeah, hell, that was a pretty consistent litter, bro. 
that was real consistent. I haven't seen too many yeah, yeah. dogs so, that had so go that much consistency. You know what I'm saying? Like almost all of the dogs yeah, of course. all work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something that I think with, with my first litter, I did kind of slack. I was at a bad place in life with that, with that when I had that litter. So I slacked a lot with my litter, but I will say that their litter was very consistent. And I'm seeing that same consistency with when I use Duty's litter mate, which is Bomber. To back to my bull F1 bull herder, so the F1Bs, um, that litter, I've been really happy with this time. Um, the ones I've still got, they're doing great, they're doing really nice. Yeah, I didn't know that, uh, that bomber and duty are little mates. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're from exactly the same litter. Um, Dang, I didn't yeah, know man, that. And they seem to be, they seem to be doing good at producing, so and not just producing back to their own. As you well, I'm waiting to see what happens when duty goes again, but producing to a whole different breed, mm-hmm. that's even harder to do. It's easy to line breed. It's easy to do this and breed granddad to granddaughter and get some traits back. But when you're going to a whole different breed, you know what I mean you got when it, when them breed when them breedings click, you gotta give a round of applause, man. Yeah, right. Right. A lot of people don't I think I think breeding takes some. It takes a lot of skill and a lot of research, but at the same time, it's still a crap luck shoot. Sometimes, man, it's still it's still a gamble. Like you can have, t- if you have ten puppies and half of them come out working okay, I I think that's success. Yes, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, some people think that just because they have a Malinois, just because they both parents are titled and they have all this, that the dog's gonna work just because it's the offspring. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Stop chasing I mean, pedigrees. It's, it's all well and good saying your dog is down from this one. It's three times this or... But if he's showing none of the traits that that dog was lying bread off, it ain't worth nothing. Yeah, he didn't get the juice. He didn't get He didn't get the <laughs> sauce that they put in there. Yeah, he didn't get nothing, man. He don't know no ingredients. He don't know where it come from, nothing. Right. I seen, I seen, I had some dogs, bro, that that offer hellified lines and the whole litter's working and like two of them, they'll barely chase the rag or... You know, the, the prey drives low. And I'm like, listen, it happens, you know. But a lot of, uh, if, you're, if you're a good breeder, I think that you should either, one, place that dog in a pet home, or two, uh, take it back. You know, like, I don't, I replace almost all the dogs that don't work. If you bought it from me to work, I, I'm, I'm, I'm replacing them. I'm like, hey, yeah, bro. Of course, man. If, if the dog's not working up to standard, I mean, but again, some sometimes what you class is working, Sometimes these people don't want want as much, or they want more. Do you understand what I mean? So everybody, what their class is working, is different. And not until I had glitch, and not until I started doing a lot of obedience, I started to appreciate the that 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 handler sensitivity, or or like obviously you don't want handler sensitivity, but I understand now pressure from me sometimes is is as big as the decoy. Like you gotta be able to. I'm not the easiest person to live with. I'm not. I'm not cuddly. I'm not strokey. I'm not. I am what I am. Do you understand what I mean? So to live my life and live in my house, you gotta be hard. Like, do you know what I mean? If you if you're still here, you gotta be hard. If they're for sale, they they probably weren't for me. But it doesn't mean they're not right for somebody else. All right. There's a place. There's a place really for all of them. Like I have some dogs that that have taken off and have phenomenal careers in other sports, but they're just not work into the liking of I like them and then I, I have a puppy back right now so Rob sold the puppy to somebody and uh you know Malinois they're supposed to be mildly so this dog is way like super super over the top he's only nine weeks old he's like man I can't I can't do it like I bought a dog from you before but this is different you know and so I had to get that dog back and I, I'm still trying to move him right now so yeah some, yeah, some people mean, don't like and all you know that. what I say this all the time sometimes the ones that Sorry, fight out of the pet homes. They're the best ones genetically. Like if, if if you sell them to someone that don't really want to do much with them, and they they're just too much, and they come back, I'm always I'm always excited to get them. Do you understand what I mean? Because I know that that pet life or that that home was no good for you, man. You 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 fought your way out of it, so here you are. Do you know what I mean? And when they start working on and taking to the work that I start applying to them, it's even better, man. And that's genetics right there. I mean, a part of it we, too we, is I think. A part of it is I think that they are in a pet living, so they're not getting corrected. We're not putting yeah, structure yeah. on them. So they, and then, and then yeah. along with that, they get a lot of socialization. They get to walk around and 
uh, go to the dog parks. And so they socialize and they're not getting corrected. So they kind of just, just kind of reckless at some, to some degree. And then they develop a, a confidence that when you get them and start working them, that they, they, they're just in the right spot, you know? Mm. I mean, it's nice for dogs to socialize. I mean, I, my dogs can be around other dogs and tolerate them or be around them and maybe play a little bit. But I don't really like to let my dog socialize over dog parks with loads of other dogs and stuff like that. Only because maybe for pet people, it might be all right. But for me, my, as a, my working dogs, they don't learn nothing from that. Nothing that I want anyway. Yeah, the only that's time I do that is if I have a dog that's uh like dog aggressive, I take them. Yeah, in yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, if they got problems, because I yeah. want to correct that behavior. But other than that, no, it's nothing really that's that's gonna come good for a working dog. I mean, they don't have yeah. to do that. Yeah, I think dog parks are just a, a place for pet people. For. Yeah, for, yeah, it's for the people. It's not for the dogs. But also, you gotta remember a lot in your country. I mean, I've sold a few dogs to uh, America, um, and. The opportunities that you lot have with your dogs being able to take them places is incredible. Like, you can take your dogs into, like, is it Walmart? Can you take your dog into there? No, you can't go in Walmart with a dog. You shouldn't. I mean, some people, we no, go in, like, people, Home, people, Home Depot and, like, farm, farm stores now, and stuff like that. Hardware stores and stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some of that, but they don't tolerate no dogs. So, yeah, but it just looks more like you lot get to do a little bit more with your dogs than we, than we, than we can over here. They're a bit more strict um, over here. So there's only so much you can do. Yeah, who really. is this? Is it e collar? Is e collar's band over there? I don't know. I don't even know what e collar is. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm like, huh? okay. I don't even know. I don't. Even, I don't even follow that. Listen, I don't really follow it too much, man. I just stay on the field and just stay in my own little bubble. Do you know what I mean? If there's, someone's gonna come and uh, knock on the club and take my e collar away, then so be it. But until that day comes, I'm gonna use it. That's crazy. That's crazy, though. It's just it's just from people who don't understand. It's kind of like people who make, like, in the, in your city or town who make, like, ordinances for animals. And a lot of times they don't make sense. You know, you're like, what the hell? That doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you say this is okay, but that's not okay? It's not from dog people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you see people that don't want to wear pinches, don't want to wear dominant co collars, but they wear, they wear them. Horties, I think they're called. Like, you know, like the thing that like the horse thing that goes on. on a gentle dogs. leader. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. But for me, I think that does more damage to the dog's neck than anything else. Yeah, because if he walks, it's just pulling his head back to the side. Like, you know. He doesn't understand. All it does is mask it or, or, or until you get home. But that behavior has never changed. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not like some people just want a magic pill, too, to train. Like, they want to say, hey, buy this. Like, I remember when I first started uh, marker training with the clicker and everybody was like, I'm going to go get me a clicker. And I'm like, dude, it's just it's just a marker. It's an audible sound. Yeah. It sounds the same consistently all the time. That doesn't change. And you're just marking. It's the same as you saying yes or yes, good boy, yeah. you know, but everybody they was like, I'm going to buy me a clicker. I'm like, the clicker is not making them better. You're just going to be clicking. I, I mean, as well, another thing I used to say, like, another thing, this is what I mean about growth is you used to look at clickers and think, oh, what the hell is all that clicker stuff? But like when you realize that when you reward a dog and I say, yes, I'm human, I might not be feeling good today. I might have had a bad day. I might have had an argument with the missus. I might, I might have had loads of bills just land on my desk. I might have I had anything. So when I'm saying yes to the dog, it might not be like the next day when, when I've won the lottery or when I've, ha when I've had a nice run or do you understand what I mean? So... The, the click eyes are important because the tone, that's what I'm saying, you just said it, the tone is exactly the same. It holds no emotion. Right. Right. And it definitely, I try to tell people this all the time. So like a lot of things in the pet community is like, they're like, oh, my dog knows hand signals and my dog knows this and this. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like a gimmick because they learn that first. The dogs learn body language before they ever learn the yeah, audible cue. That's cues. the language that they speak. Yeah, so if you say sit, he's already learned the motion of you saying sit way before. You're just pairing the audible and the hand signal or whatever together. <laughs> and then you kind of fade out your movements. But a lot of people are like, my dog knows hand signals. I'm like, man, just, just listen to me. He's learning body language first. If I don't do anything, like if you see people in a trial and they want to correct the heel, they just... 
do that yeah, a little just, bit. Yeah, yeah. So course, he goes over. The dog is reading your body language. He knows over time. If he does this, I need to get back before I get corrected. Yeah. And oh, so, um, me, if, I, if I if I if I kiss my teeth, my dog knows he's done something wrong. Yeah. If I'm like, do you know what I mean? He's like, oh, what have I done wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, let me yeah. get back into him. Let me tuck myself in a little bit more. He knows when he's being sloppy. Like I said, they're opportunistic. So Glitch is very stubborn, very hard-headed. I can show him something once. He'll do it once, twice, three times. When I start doing it the fourth, fifth time, he's like, I don't have to do that to get that. He'll try and play with me. Do you understand what I mean? Right. He's always trying to work out a way around it. Yeah, man. So, Chucks, I really want to get back over there, bro. I really want to, but all this corona stuff. I want to come stuff. back over there, man, when you're ready. Just this corona, like, I can't wait. And what you lot, are, you know what, what you are doing, like, with um, like the young decoys at your club, man, that's great. Like, I think that's good. Like, the way you, your doors are quite open, you've got people in, like, your young decoys. And the best thing about when you lot, when I watch you lot train is that you look like you're having fun. Like, you look like you're having a laugh. Like, I know if I go there, I'm going to be laughing and my dog's going to be trained. Do you know what I mean? Right. All the time. Nobody wants to go. No. Yeah, man, I'm full of jokes. Like, the stuff that you've not been posting, I've just been, I, I sit there and I'm just like, damn, I want to go to America. Like, that makes me want to come over there. Yeah, it's so, fun, man. We have fun all the time. Like, if it's from not playing like American football or racing each other or wrestling, because I do jujitsu too. And so they'll yeah, be yeah. like, everybody be grabbing on me. I'm like, bro, you don't want to do that. I'm going to choke you out in like a couple seconds. Like <laughs> so, nah, it's good, man. yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. And then I feel like I want to be the, the spot, man, to be like, uh, that bring up all the decoys, like everybody that's under me and coming up, I want them to be like recognized as this yeah, guy cool. is good. And I feel like <laughs> I have this, the, the, the knowledge and the, I teach better than I, than I perform, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course, of course. You're better at explaining it. And I think you got that academic background. So you know how to, how to translate that. Do you understand what I mean? So right. a lot of kids that come in and a lot of a lot of people that come and approach me from decoying ain't got that academic background. They're more like from the roads or the streets or or whatever. They've had a hard passing. And, and that's what I think the dog's done for me as well. So the dog's really took me out of that doing stuff that, that is stupid. So the training club for me was like, it's like my sanctuary. It's like a place where I, I go there. I might not even have no clients that day. I might not even have no privates. But I'll just get in my van. I'll drive half an hour to my club. And that's just my place. Like, that's just my zone. Yeah, I have, I have, outside of training dogs, I know that we're training and we're doing dog stuff. But outside of that, I try to be like a positive light to younger people. You know, the guys yeah, that are working with, I just try to be uh, like a, like, um, you know, father figure, you know, like a mentor. And so they yeah, can cool. see, see like better things in life, you know. Give them some morals, you know, a little a little drop of little jewels every now and then for how to live your life, how to raise your family, how to spend time with your kids, you know. And it's more than just dogs, you know, like more family. Yeah, that's what I mean. Some people don't, like, listen, especially with social media, some people might not have met other people, but some people, some people, you, you could be a role model to some people and not even know it. Like, you could, someone actually, might not, not every time that like, someone's looking at you hating on your stuff, like, they mm -hmm. could be looking really into your stuff because they're feeling your work and you might not even know that they're feeling your work but I've got them people that like my posts or support me in in, in what I do and, and I'm grateful for that but you've got to realise that you're there's other people that might not reach out to you that are looking at your stuff and saying wow he's doing a lot like I can I like dogs I can do that do you know what I mean so anyone that's out there in the UK that likes dogs and that hit me up man my, my club's not a, a, a closed club like it's, it's open to anyone who wants to come and learn and I mean, if you're looking to stick it out and learn something, learn right? As much dedication. As I, I need dedicated people. Yeah. So, so like, I kind of, I kind of vet people. Like, people ask me, "Can I join your club? Can I join your club?" Um, no, but you can come out and you can mingle with us and all that. And you come out, you know, four or five times. Yeah, then, then we can see. Then, then we can see if you're dedicated enough to. Uh, stick with the program. You got what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but if not, yeah, man, I, I don't like dealing with people who just trying to find, you know, some people just around you, they come around, they're around for two weeks and then they're gone and they started their own dog training business. They know it all about dogs and they didn't know nothing a month ago. You know? Yeah, but you know what I get from that? Like, if, if someone comes to my club and they're training with me and they start their own thing, and 
I see, I'm a big thing. I'm a big, and that's another thing. When you get into this dog game, and I've seen it a lot, like I see people jump on the bandwagon and they just, some people don't even want to train dogs. They just want to be a part of something. Like they want to fly that flag for whoever it is. So I think when you get into this game, you've got to be, first, you've got to, you got to know yourself. Do you understand what I mean? Before you start flying anyone else's stuff, think about your own. Do you understand what I mean? Always, I always support people around me. But one thing I do take away from when I see people come to my club and they they learn so much with their dogs and then they start their own thing is I feel happy. Like I look at them and think, wow, like I I helped you get there, but you're doing it yourself now. Like that's that's big for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very supportive of that. But if I know that you don't know what you're doing and you're just taking people's money, you know what I'm saying? I'm on that stage. Like, come on, bro, chill out a little bit longer. I can teach you what you want to know. You know what I'm saying? Or learn from anybody. Just get a little bit more knowledge before you just start running off. Like, I, I did it like three years of my life before I before I started actually taking people's money. Same. Same. I was training. I was training like with Britannia. Um like underneath Britannia for years uh, before I kind of stepped out. Like I'm saying, I'm grateful for that umbrella that they gave me. Do you understand what I mean? And and I bumped head. I didn't just do it with Britannia. Like I didn't just, I learned with Morley with Britannia. But you know me, from when you come over, there was always that, uh, there's always like a separation in UK sort of thing. But I was always that one that was floating from one club to another club because a lot of the stuff that Britannia was doing is a lot of security. and It ain't really much night trials. And them times there, I was really into night trials. So then times I would, I would shoot over to Bull Vision. I would um, I was I'd train a little bit with JP. Um, yeah, I just kind of like, you kind of need to find where, where where suits you better and 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 take what you need from from each people. And if, if you're an up-and-coming decoy, like I've learned so much from watching other decoys work and taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that and kind of blending it and making it your own style sort of thing. Like you haven't got, not saying that everyone's, you copy someone, but naturally, you can't copy someone's work because someone ain't going to teach you everything that they know and you ain't going to do exactly the same. Do you understand what I mean? So you just got to take little bits of little bits of everything that you like and apply that as long as it's correct for the dogs that you're trying to train. Yeah, you have to, man. You have to take what anything that you do every day you're learning, good or bad. And you have to yeah, know yeah, what, what to apply to your life, what you want to take and what you want to dismiss, um, what to do and what not to do. And so... I was the same way. I, I was I was all around, you know, and I, I don't think a lot of people like me moving so much, but I was trying to learn from everybody. The internet, yeah, all the I trainers around. What, like, a lot of people was probably like that with me, like, oh, he's there, he's here, he's there. But I realized when people realize, okay, well, he ain't going nowhere. He's still doing his thing and he's still going to be apex. Like no matter if I was training with Britannia or training with uh, Scott or training with anyone else, I was still me. Um, yeah, I mean, I was still always pushing my own brand. Was pushing me. I'd, I'd fly their stuff happily, and I still still do it to this day. But I always will be me, and I always I'm always been like that to have my own stuff. Do you understand what I mean? If it takes me longer to do it, then so be it. But yeah, I'm yeah. the same way, man. I just like to do my own thing, represent my own brand, my own family. But at the same time. I support other people when they're doing their own thing. I support you. You do your own thing. I'm doing my thing. We can support that. And we can still come together and 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 swap knowledge and train dogs and whatever. That's what I was gonna ask you. Is 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 because uh, I know when I when I first started you, is is it dogs in progress? That's yeah, dogs it? in progress. That's that's and you that's, have brag. Yeah, now so brag is the club. Dogs okay. in progress is uh belongs to Rodney Wooten, that's a friend of mine. And okay. uh, so he has that name, and my kennel name is Zodico Kennels. Zodico yeah, Kennel. Yeah, I know that. I know that. So, so three different entities. So when you see me post all the stuff for the club, that's when all the guys are together. And I never yeah, course, try to represent my individual stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With them, course. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. And so I just try to, you know, I'll let the Zodico Kennel stuff stand on its own, and then when we get together as a club and we travel, that's that's the Brad K9. Yeah, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, I, just, good, man. I like you look, look like you're having fun over there, man. I need to come over. Yeah, man, definitely. Also, so like, whenever like you whenever you is. feel like you need to get in town, man, just holler at yeah, me. Yeah, man. man. I, and you know what? Another thing is, I think changed it up for me and a lot of the young boys that I trained with as well was like, you lot was all doing it together. Like the APBA, like you, uh, Misfit. Like there's it's a whole bunch of people 
just like together, like, and just doing exactly the same thing. And what I liked about it is I saw bull breeds doing the sort of work that we don't really see a lot of bull breeds doing that, like that sort of work, like the sort of work that Brazi does and stuff like that. They ain't, they ain't really much people out there that are doing that much control with no half presser and stuff like, stuff like that. It's all, it's all a lot of bite work. Um, right. So for me, when I started seeing like you lot train and your dogs and stuff that you're doing with Blade, it was a big eye opener. Do you understand what I mean? It was, it was like okay, these dogs are flying in, they're biting, but they still got that control. Yeah, like now the the where where the standard is now, bro, is is confidence to bite, ability to do the biting, but Trump's that is obedience and control. You got what I'm saying? Because at the yeah, end of the day, if a dog has obedience and control, he can he could go anywhere, even if he doesn't bite. It's a lot of things that he could do if he's controlled. And that's what's what I'm gonna when yeah, they got both of them together. Like, I mean you could take you could take a dog like the, the dogs that I've mentioned and do so much more other stuff with it. I mean like you don't see no pressures over here doing retrieves and um like that level of hill work and, and, and so forth. Oh, I lost you again. Are you still yeah, there? You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't really see a lot of that, and 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 that's the big thing about about it over here. I like to see the bull breeds and and um, stuff doing well. So a lot of it's just shepherds and mallies and it's the normal stuff. Yeah, man. We we're gonna definitely link up in the future, bro. And we no, gonna get together, man. I want to put put on. I'm gonna have to talk to Muzz and them. We're gonna have to put something on, like huge again. And then uh, I'm yeah, definitely man. I'm definitely gonna be back over there. I think we we're pushing like an hour right now, bro. Yeah, of course, but, um, man. No worries. We're definitely gonna link up and tell everybody, man, how to follow you on social media. Yeah, shout out me, Apex K9, um, Tyler Brown on Facebook. And that's about it, man. All right, man. It was nice Love talking that, to you. Thanks and, for having me on. And until next time, bro. See you. I got you, man. Respect.